Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Invest in Your Future. I'm your host, Coach Kenny, CEO of Corona Group Corporation. I want to thank you guys for joining for another episode. Today's a special day. We usually have episodes on Thursday, but it's been tough to get this guy. Juan's a busy man. And so I want to take the time, first of all, to say thank you for coming on the show. But Juan Vargas from Gen Wealth Capital Group, he's a multifamily syndicator. He has experience in taking down these big deals. And he's going to be um, giving us kind of the blueprint of how he does it and how you could also maybe if you want to join into his syndications. But he's going to give us kind of a blueprint of how we can do it ourselves. ourselves. He can also tell us how he got to where he is to be able to get into these larger um, deals. So Juan um, also is a, is got a great podcast, Commit to Well podcast, excellent podcast. Love it. I listen to it all the time. He brings on also special guests also that you really learn from. Um, I'd definitely tell you guys to um, check that out. I'm going to add it to the show notes, all his info and all his contact information. But Juan, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so, so my, uh, my, my path in, in, in real estate uh, began, um, you know, I was, I was a, a, a BMW technician is what I was, right? And so mm-hmm. I did that for, for a good while. And I realized that, you know, there's a ceiling there. And, you know, once you have a ceiling, you want to you try to find another good avenue. And what I found was, you know, real estate for me was the, the path that I wanted to take. And so mm-hmm. I found, you know, real estate, I, I got into uh, single family homes. And then from there, I got into multifamily. So that's, that's a little bit about how, how I got started. Um, my first deal was a 32 unit uh, multifamily deal just outside of Houston. And then from there, just uh, just took off. <laughs> Guys, his first deal was 32 units. Actually, listen, um, I, I believe 100% in his business model because that's why I bring him on because he's going to educate us on how why, why 32 or why a certain amount or, you know, because most people... Juan, most people buy their first deals of single family house. Mm. Why, why was your first deal a 32 unit building? Well, actually my first, my very, very first deal was, was a single family house, but I, I quickly, you know, put that to the side because, yeah. you know, I realized that, you know, you know, if you rely on one resident or one tenant, then, then that's not a good business model. And, and so for me, uh, the best thing that ever happened was that that resident ended up leaving and, you know, it was a blessing in disguise. At that moment, I didn't think that way. Right. Because I was like, man, I need to get this, this this house rented. I need to get this thing back online and and start generating some some cash flow from there, right? But um, <clears throat> what I realized in that process was that whenever that resident left, you know, I I it took a while for for marketing. Um, I, I had to pay for the the mortgage. I had to pay for you know obviously you know taxes and insurance and utilities and then you know uh, turnover costs. And so the cash flow that I thought that I had that I was that was building up building up, you know, quickly just just vanished, right? Because I had to put it back into the property. <clears throat> and it was because I re- relied on one resident, on one person, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, right then and there, I was like, you know what? You can't rely on one person. You have to, you have to look look to have multiple people living at your property. And so, that business model is is multifamily, is apartment complexes. And, and shortly after that, you know, I I, I got into my, my first uh, multifamily, which is that thirty two unit. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think that's the one of the best ways to get into real estate. Um, same here. Juan, like for me, my first deal was a four unit. I never believed nice. in the one. Yeah, my first deal was a four unit because I figured that was the best entry for me because I used the FHA program and I was mm-hmm. able to get into it and be able to cash flow right away and be able to, you know, because it made sense to me. The single family, same thing, never made sense to me. And a lot of people, maybe that's the only thing they can afford. 
but use it to your to as an investment. Don't use it as a, as a single family for yourself. I always think if you're gonna get a single family, you're gonna rent out rooms. You're gonna do something to bring some kind of cash because otherwise, like you said, everything's on you. <laughs> All the bills it, are on you. hundred percent is, and and I, th I think a lot of it at the very beginning is is more more mental, right? It's you know, is that a fear? Is is a barrier? Um, it, it's it's you not necessarily believing yourself and knowing that that you can do you know more than just a single family home. And so you know you have to kind of get past that hurdle, right? And once you get past that hurdle, man, things open up you know on on a wide scale, and you know you just gotta you know take action at that point. Yes, yes, yes. I believe the hundred percent same thing. I mean, so so Juan, you went from one unit to thirty two units. Um, how how difficult was it to go to transfer from that from that single to, to 32 how how hard was the loan process how hard was it to to be able to get uh, credibility with the banks Can you tell us a little bit about that yeah actually it was it was uh, a little tough for me um so i i met with the the sellers i negotiated with them and we ended up coming to uh, to, to an agreement right on price um i but i was honest with them i told them hey you know what i, I come from the single family side and even at that i've, I've only done very barely any right mm -hmm. um so you know, I, I want to buy your apartment complex, but, but, you know, if, if you can, you know, be a little bit, a little patient with me and, and, and me trying to obtain financing, uh, mm -hmm. then, then I'll tell you, I'll, I'll promise you that this thing will get done, you know? And, and so, you know, they, they were willing to wait. There were an older couple that was just wait, waiting for retirement. Um, and they were willing to wait. And, you know, I, I started calling around a bunch of different banks and I, I want to say I called 12 different lenders uh, and banks and, and most of them, you know, turned me down and, you know, I met with them. I called them over the phone, you know, all, all those, all the above. And, and, you know, they either gave me the response of <clears throat> the deal is too small. Um, the loan amount is too small. Um, you know, you don't have any experience, uh, you know, all these different things. Right. So, um, you know, I, I remember driving home, you know, after I, I met with several different lenders, and I was like, man, I, we got to get this done somehow, right? And I was driving and there, there was like another bank that was coming up. And I was like, you know what? What if I just try this one? I was with my wife and she was like, just, just do it. Just go. And so I, I barely, I almost missed the exit. And I went ahead and, and, uh, and was able to exit and get there. And, and I, I walk in there and, and I say, hey, you know, who can I talk to here that, that deals with the, the commercial loans? And they're like, oh, that's, that's Greg over here. And I say, okay, can I talk to him? And they're like, sure. And so then I, I meet with Greg and, and I say, hey, Greg, um, you know, I, you know, I got to be honest with you. I've, I've uh, been to a bunch of different lenders. Uh, they kind of told me what, yes, I mean, no, they can't for one reason or another. Um, and so I'm here to talk to you. And, and what I did was I laid everything on, on, on the table, right? I said, I said here's the, the property. Here's the property financials. Here's the business plan. Here are my financials. Um, and, you know, here's even my credit uh, report. Is, is what, cause I didn't really necessarily know that they, whether they checked that or not, right? And so mm -hmm. I had everything there. And, and so, you know, you just kind of become a little vulnerable. And, and so, yeah, so he looked at it and, and he's like, man, you know, this thing actually looks, looks pretty good. He was like, mm -hmm. you know, how many banks did you talk to? And I was like, yeah, like 11, 12. They're like, man, I can't believe they, they turned you down. He was like, I'll go out there tomorrow and then I'll give you an answer by tomorrow. How about that? And I was like, sure. And I was just happy that we were getting that far. And, and so then he goes out there the next day and, and, um, and he gives me a call. He's like, yeah, let's do this. And so, you know, it, it just, it's just one of those things, right? Like you, you, you can't, you, you can't, if you get turned out so many times, you got to keep pushing through, right? Because, because something's eventually going to happen. And, and it's so easy to just to sit back and say, you know what, it, it wasn't meant. And, and maybe I shouldn't be looking at this because it's, I don't know what I was thinking, you know, 
and and no, you should be like, no, I'm I'm capable of this, and and uh, you know, got to keep pushing through. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna tell the audience that you have to understand that the first bank is not gonna just accept you like with open arms. Like you are a newbie, so understand that you have to go through hundred, maybe a couple different types of banks, different regional banks, credit unions, all these different things. He went through twelve different banks and happened to find that last one to be able to uh, finance his deal. And that's 100% persistence. That's all it is. Just keep going until they say yes. It's that simple. Um, so that's that's wonderful. I didn't even think that you'd have to go through that many banks, one, but that's 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 interesting. Well, yeah, um, that's because I didn't have any uh, a track record, right? So at the very beginning, because a lot tougher, right? Once you start earning a little bit more of a track record, then then it becomes a little easier, right? Where, where, where lenders, you know, it, it de-risks the deal for them, right? It's like, well, this guy's been there. He's done that. He knows what he's what he's talking about. Um, he's going to be able to close this thing, right, and, and perform. So, so, yeah, that's 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 what it's about for them. Exactly. Build build that build that repertoire with them, and also build that track record to be able to borrow in the future. Um, so great. And then from that thirty-two unit, how how did you um now that was by yourself? Did you get any more investors in your next deal? I mean, how did you get into the next deal? So the thirty-two unit wasn't actually by myself. It was I brought a, a partner um, okay. who who's been you know a great friend and partner since since then, um, but. Um, you know, so from, from there, I was able to, to partner on larger deals with, with other guys that are already in the business that, that, that had the track record. And so, you know, that's the thing, you know, like you leverage others, others experience. Right. And so, um, you know, I brought in you know, some kind of value to the, to the table and then, you know, you're able to take down these deals. Um, shortly after that, um, I also invested passively in some deals to be able to learn more about what people are doing. Right. You know, sort of get that, that behind the curtain type of feel. And mm-hmm. and um, understanding of how they're running deals and what they're doing in, in certain situations, um, and, and you know how they're operating these deals, you know, in, in general. And so I, I learned I learned some from that, right? So um, I, I ended up investing in several different passive investment opportunities, you know, to be able to learn, you know, how everybody's doing, you know, things, and they all do people do things differently. Different operators do like to do this or or that, right? So um, and at the same time, you know, I was earning a, a, a return. Um, well, well, you're not necessarily learning because you're not on the calls, you're not like active, right? But, but you still get to see some of the things, right? Um, and then, you know, on, on top of that, um, you know, it does help with with credibility even further, right? So if you're, you're whatever you're talking to brokers or you're talking to even a seller, it's like, hey, look, you know, um, it may not be your active investment experience, but it shows them that, that you're serious by putting your money on the line as well, right? And and yes. that you you understand. Um, to a, to a degree, how the business works, right? So I did a combination of both of both um, on the active side and, and then on the passive side, and and then um, you know also you know combination of, of doing our own deals um, and you know syndicating and raising funds through through our, our database and, and investors and partnering with investors on, on these deals and and um, and so yeah, that's uh, so how we how we did it. That's how you grew. That's that's great. That's hundred percent. You can't do it by yourself. You can't. I was trying to do it by myself one for a long time. Now I changed my whole mindset. I said, I need partners. I need people to be here to uh, partner with because that's the only way you can grow. Um, you can only go so far by yourself, my own, your own capital also. Um, great point. And I mean, could you tell a little bit of people about like, cause some people are really scared of debt for some reason. One, like people are scared of debt, but they don't understand how powerful it is when it's cheap enough and be able to leverage large amounts of debt. Could you tell us a little, about, a little bit about that? How people can get into those larger deals by not being afraid of that larger debt and be able to understand that they can make income off that debt? That, yeah, that, that's a great question. And it's a powerful one because, you know, once you understand the concept, 
and and that, that there's a difference between good debt and bad debt, then it, then it just opens up. It's like man, it's a, a light bulb just goes off, right? So yeah, you know, most people refer to debt as, as being bad, right? Is and 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 that's because they're they're focusing on on the the material things, right? Like like you go and, and buy purses, and you go buy you know fancy car that you don't need. You can just buy a Honda or Toyota, right? You don't need a, a you know a BMW or something, right? Um, so you're you're buying all, all these things, and and that can can be considered bad debt, right? Because you have to you have to pay for it, right? But there's the other side of it that that most of the you know most of the people out there that are in business uh, that are in real estate, um, you know, in some form or fashion, they are using good debt, right? And so the good debt is is leveraged to help you improve upon your business or to buy real estate, right? That's going to be uh, it's it just a leverage for you to be able to you know, cash flow and put money back into your pocket, right? So there's good debt, there's bad debt. You want a, a lot of good debt and you, you want to try to stay away from the bad debt, right? And, and again, bad debt is, is going on vacations, going on trips and, and just blowing your money away and buying things that you can't afford on, on credit where you have to pay for it back out of your pocket. Good day is buying assets that that will put money back into your pocket, right? The, you know, one-on-one, right? One-on-one. So, but whenever I, I, I didn't know that, you know, before, but whenever I learned it, I was like, man, this is like, man, where have I been? Like, how come they don't teach you this in school, right? And and, and I think I think there's 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 a there's a couple of reasons there. Number one is the the teachers that you have, they don't even know, right? Because you know you know yes, they could be teachers and they may know you know to, to a degree, but you know if if they did, they they probably wouldn't be teachers, right? So that's number one. Number two is um, it's probably meant like this on purpose, right? Because the majority of people want you know America. Um, in the world, it wants you to be a consumer more than anything, right? And so it's 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 kind of a it's 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 kind of kind of tough if you think about it that way. But it just as soon as you you learn about this, it's it's just a powerful powerful thing, um, and just use it to your advantage. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's why I bring on people like you, Juan, because we they don't teach this stuff in school. That's why I have this show, this podcast, everything because this is stuff I wish I learned earlier. I would have been so much farther oh, ahead. Exactly. Yeah, you know, that's why we do this. That's why we, we do this stuff. But thank you. And, and so understanding that obviously debt, there's good debt and bad debt, 100% learn how to use both sides and be able to um, be more on the asset side. And then also, could you talk a little bit, because you've talked to so many people also on your podcast, could you talk a little bit about leverage? Because I know you use leverage to, 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 to your ability to grow your business so fast by using VAs, by having systems and stuff like that. Could you tell us a little bit about those people who want to grow their business and be able to scale by using leverage? Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a couple of different leverage uh, ways, right? So we talked about the, the financial side, which is, you know, using a bank, using a lender, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're putting down payment and, and you're, you're bringing in equity, right? So that, that's, a, that's a great form of leverage. There's also the, the, the human leverage, the, the people leverage, right? Where, where you're surrounding yourself around, um, you know, awesome people that will help you get to that next level, right? So that that's, you know, as you mentioned, you maybe using VAs, right? That, that could do the, the little tasks uh, that you have that are repetitive on a daily basis that, yes. that uh, it's, it's so easy to, to do. And, and, and as it, because of that, you shouldn't be doing it, right? If it's something that, that you can just, you know, um, delegate out, right? And so that's a, a form, right? Will it cost you? Yes, it'll cost you this much, but, but you have the potential to gain this much, right? So, um, you know, there's there's that, right? And then <clears throat> the other the other one I would say is is having the right team members, you know, around you. Um, and so if, if you're if you're you know good at relationships, you know, with with brokers, 
maybe bring in somebody that that's great at, at finance, right? That's that has a, a, a financial background, um, you know, good at modeling. Uh, maybe bring in somebody that that's you know great at raising equity. Uh, you know, maybe you know, bring in somebody that has relationships on on the on the broker side or is a, is a broker uh, has relations with a bunch of different sellers i mean there's a bunch of different for, forms of of leverage um you know depending on, on what everybody's skill set is and so that's one thing you mentioned it earlier right um you try to do it by yourself and and you know you probably learned that hey this business is is likely not meant to, to be doing it by yourself i mean unless you have you know got loads of, of, of money right but even then you're still relying on, on a team you know you have your attorneys you have your lender um you know you have you know all kinds of people that are around you, your insurance um you know tax uh, you know consultants all kinds of people that are around you so um this 100 percent is, is not one a one-man show you know uh, at all right so it, it's, it's about leveraging the, the people around you uh putting them around you to, to be successful as possible and people that, that are that are better and smarter than you you know yes 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 Great point there. That last point, if you guys get that, be around people that are smarter than you. That's that's a huge leverage point right there. Huge, because you get to use their brains also, the stuff they've gone through, their experiences. Um, that's obvious, obviously. Um, so could you, now let's let's talk about more about the real estate side and how people can really um, take advantage of your 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 experience. Um, so how do, you, how do you pick a market in terms of where you want to invest? Yeah, so, <clears throat> We, we go back to the basics on this and that's number one a market that's landlord friendly right so yes. i i love california i think it's a, it's a beautiful state but but the, the policies that they put in place are, are horrible for for landlords right mm -hmm. and so you know it, it probably won't be a, a place where we invest right unless i find something like uh, on a personal level that i like and just like you know what i'll just ro roll the dice there right um mm -hmm. new york is also uh, a beautiful place but the same kind of policies, right? So those two, you know, Northeast and then the West Coast are, are tougher on the policies. So so what do we look? We look at the some bill states, right? We look at Arizona, right? We we own in Arizona. We look at New Mexico. Well, New Mexico is, is kind of you know getting a little tougher, but but you look at Texas, uh, Oklahoma, you know, Florida, Georgia, you know, Alabama, you know, those those type of states, um, you know, Tennessee, the, the Carolinas. So you look at that first, right? Number one. Number two, you look at where the, the jobs are, are going, right? Because where the jobs are going, people will come, right? And the people will come, then then you know you have a, a chance to be able to increase your your uh, rents, right? So you, you get rent growth and then you also get better returns for, for, for your project, right? So you have to have all those combinations and, and we always try to look for um, primarily um, you know major markets. So the, the Texas markets you know for us are, are the ones that work. So Houston, Dallas, uh, Fort Worth, um, Austin, San Antonio, and then um, as well as, as Phoenix, Arizona. So those are the, the markets that, that we focus on right now. Um, but, you know, certainly open to, to others. But uh, being that, that we're local, um, based out of Houston, it just makes sense uh, for us to, to look at the local markets, you know? 100%. 100%. Um, same here. Like, I'm going, because most of my, all my stuff was in the Northeast. I'm trying to all transition down to Southeast because it's so much easier to deal with with tenant like you when you get to a certain level you realize how important it is to 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 be in landlord friendly states especially when you want to do evictions that's a huge part um because it just it just it's a big difference it could be anywhere from a 30-day notice to one where in massachusetts we actually have to wait um six months and then on top of oh, that, wow. we can't even, yeah and we can't even evict in the winter time 
because they, they consider it like you know an inhumane or some something but it, that's why you have to understand the laws in your specific areas but be able to learn that in his business model you follow the where there's job growth and obviously potential for everything in terms of employment um, for people to be able to rent the units that you wanted to uh, get into um, and also you you could you give us kind of a deal analysis of what kind of deals you're looking for and what kind of numbers you look for? Are you looking for, I know a lot of people have different kinds of metrics they look at, cash on cash or internal rate of return. Like what are, the, what are you looking for specifically for your um, deal? Are you looking for a value add? Are you looking for like, what, what's your kind of deal if you, if you uh, can kind of give us a breakdown? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, you know, if, if these are like, so for example, I, I'm certainly open to smaller deals, even, even under a hundred units. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, those, those can, can bring the, the, the most pop, right? Um, undervalued, but, uh, for the most part, you know, 95% of what we look for is like 150 units and above. Um, you know, we're talking about anywhere from, you know, 10, 10 million to, you know, 35 million in that, in that kind of price range um, here in Texas. And then, um, you know, specifically value add. So we're looking at, you know, B, uh, preferably B assets and above. Uh, we certainly have looked at C's and, and certainly have done my share of, of C assets as well. But uh, you know, trying to trying to transition more into the, like the B class and and you know a B to B plus in a, in a better location, better submarket, um, and, and and deals that were as I mentioned where we can you know really improve value either through uh, physical improvements or operational improvements, um, you know management upside, operational upside, and so um, you know that's that's a little bit about what we try to do, um, either agency or or bridge type of executions, bank execution. Um, and, um, you know, really, you know, try to, uh, shoot for a, um, on the minimum side, 14% IRR, you know, the mm -hmm. way pricing has been, you know, here, here lately in the market, uh, 14% IRR and, and 7% plus on the cash on cash, um, over a five-year hold. And so, um, you know, sure, you know, we want higher than that, realistically, uh, we would mm -hmm. like, uh, higher than that, but, um, Oh, ideally, we would like higher, higher than that, but realistically, it's it's probably gonna be in that range because of the, the pricing, um, you know, in today's market, right? And sure. and yeah, and pricing has, has jumped up, you know, because how how interest rates have, have really gone down, you know, before you know we had we had pricing like down here, but interest rates were up here, right? So now interest rates have gone down, and then so you know people know that you can afford more, and so then they increase the price on, on their on their properties, right? And so so now brokers are just listing properties here because we're at an all-time low on, on interest rate. So um, that's the result, right? So as long as this stays here, this is going to be up here. You know, once your interest rates are going up, then you may see a little bit of an adjustment, in, in my opinion, right? So, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's just, uh, just uh, the way the market is today, you know? Yes, yes, 100%. Actually, that's the reason I'm actually thinking about, like, selling some of my stuff up here because the, the prices are so high and rates are so low. I can send, maybe sell, I'm trying to maybe sell, like, a, a six-unit uh, portfolio I have to be able to kind of get the most value from it because I can see so much potential in terms of that right now. But, um, and you you look at like certain certain numbers like IRR, but in terms of like a small investor, what should they what should they look for? I mean, if they want to just get started, like what should they look for in terms of a simple return? Let's say they've never <clears throat> done a deal before. Um, what should they look for? Yeah, so I, I think it really depends on their goals, right? So if, if, if you're, um, you know, a younger investor and younger, I mean, by experience, right? Um, if you're a, a newer, younger investor, then yes. what I would say is, is, is focus on what your goals are, right? So if, if you want to do this full time, if you want to do this actively, then, then maybe get your hands dirty, maybe find a, a deal that's a little bit riskier, 
um, you know, like that there, there's a little bit more upside, right? Um, it just depends on what your goals are. If, if you're, um, you know, still working at, at your, your day job and you don't plan on leaving that, you know, anytime soon, then, then maybe investing passively is, is your best, um, you know, way to, to go about it, right? So, you know, find, find a, some, some operators, build a relationship with them, um, you know, focus on, on markets that you like. And as long as they focus on those markets as well, then, um, you know, add, have them add, add you to, to their list, right? And, and then uh, whenever there's an opportunity that comes up, then, then you can look into that. But um, it, I think it really, you're going back, it kind of depends on, on what your goals are, right? Um, mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you're busy, you have a family, you have your job, uh, I think investing passively is, is a great, great way. I've done it before, um, you know, and, and syndicating and being active, yeah, I do want to say it's not for everybody. You know, uh, it, you know, it gets it gets glorified a little bit, and and oh, you're a syndicator, or hey, you're putting down, you're putting together these deals. Well, yes, we are. And and is there a little bit more money? Sure, there is a little bit more money, but there's also a lot more time investment that we're putting into it, right? So we're dealing with you know management, we're dealing with um, you know construction management, we're dealing with you know operations, um, you know KPIs, um, you know investor relations, you know so many different aspects, you know, and then you know also underwriting, you know, potentially new deals. I mean, there's so many different pieces to it, right? That it's just not for everybody. Um, so really understanding what your goals are and and, sure. and focusing on it is what, what I would say. That's definitely great advice. Great advice. I'd, I'd say the same exact thing. Um, just, just have your goals set and start where you are. Um, and there's so many parts of syndication, but when the one part I definitely want to ask, uh, and this is just from also me too side, um, the part on the raising money side. How do you, you know, how do you go about raising, you know, capital? Because a lot of people are scared of that. And a lot of people can't do that. Um, you started off, like I said, with your 32 unit with a partner. Um, maybe could you tell people how to be able to um, maybe raise money, whether that's through friends or family or any other tricks or trades that you use to be able to raise capital for your deals at Gen Wealth Capital? Yeah, yeah. So I started off uh, with the low hanging fruit, right? And that was through uh, friends and family, right? Yep. Your, your friends... Your friends, they they tend to um, you know trust you, right? You know um, they tend to trust you and your family. I mean they they, they do trust you, and you know, um, fortunately or unfortunately, they, they may not know any better at that point, right? Because you're new and, and you're like, hey, I'm getting into real estate, and they're like, okay, I want to be a part of it, and and so um, you know they they tend to uh, to really you know ride with you, if you will, right? And and, and invest with with you. Now, once you start looking into, you know, outside of that, you know, that's when, um, you know, there's going to be maybe a little bit more pushback, right? Because you're not proving you, you, you know, especially if you, have, if you have a different background, right? Say, say you're, you're a doctor and you've been a doctor for, for 20 years, and all of a sudden you want to do deals. And so people don't see you as, as a guy, they see you as a doctor. Got mute. Hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, no, I can hear you. Yep, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it just disconnected, but yep. um, AirPods, man. <laughs> so uh, what I was saying is, it, it's um, you know, so having different like buckets for different people is 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 critical. So you know, I when I started, I I made a bucket for like, okay, this is the people that I knew from my career, right? Mm-hmm. And I can reach out to these people, you know, and 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 go from there, right? And then this is the people that, that I go to church with, you know, and then maybe somebody here is interested. These are the people that, that uh, I'm associated with, you know, in, in, in this particular activity, right? And this maybe a charity event or, or something like that, right? These are people that are, that are here. These are the people that I golf with over here. 
And so, so make like different groups of people. And, and then, you know, you'll, you'll quickly find out that you have a, a bunch of people that you can reach out to and there's a big net, network there. And sometimes they know other people as well. Right. And then, you know, it, it just, you know, planting the seed and, and, and putting yourself in front of them and, and, and telling them, Hey, and this is way before you have a deal, right. Cause you have a deal they're, they're you're going to ca- catch them off guard. So you have to do this like ahead of time and say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm looking at these kind of opportunities. These are the kind of returns that, I, that, I, that I'm looking for. Would, would this be interesting to you? You know, and if so, you know, would you mind me, you know, if I do come across one like this, you know, uh, bringing it to your attention, you know, whenever, whenever I have it. And so most times they'll say, yes, yeah, you know, that sounds great. You know, let me know whenever you get something like that. And so you're planting that seed, you know, way, way in advance. And so I would say that, you know, start that way. But the other way that, that, uh, that you can do it is, you know, if you're looking to be a little bit more active is to, is to partner with people that are already in the business, right? Because now you're leveraging their experience, right? So you're, you have a deal. And you're saying, hey, we're, we, we're taking down this deal and, and, and my partner has, you know, X amount of experience. And, and so that, that puts you on, uh, you know, right then and there, it puts you at, at a different level, right? Because he's willing to partner with you. So he sees something good in you and, and, and people like that, right? And so it puts you at a different level and, and it earns more trust because you're leveraging that person's background and, and experience and track record, you know? So um, those are the kind of ways I would say that, uh, you know, for people to, to do this right just just be just be be honest and, and and open about who you are and and what you've done and you know it's okay everybody has you know has to start somewhere right and and so um don't don't you know people say you fake it till you make it but that's that's a little, little tough right just just be just be who you are you know like like i'm not ashamed to say hey i i worked you know at bmw as a technician for for you know 13 years as part of my background right? what can i do about that right um you know and and so that's the thing about about america and the world you can there's so many different paths and 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 uh, that you could take, right? So it's just up to you to to do that. It, it's 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 the battle scars. Listen, Juan, I, I used to work at Jiffy Lube, you know, underneath the Jiffy Lube change where oh, you have yeah, to change yeah. the mm-hmm, And I used to mm-hmm. burn my forearm all the time for this company. <laughs> I didn't even know why I did like it's just it's yeah. the stuff you go through. It's the stuff you go through. So listen, we all go through it. You all have everyone had a crappy job before. But I understand that's way that doesn't mean where you're supposed to be. It just means where, you, where you're going through right now. If you are, and just learn from where Juan's Juan's gotten from being able to turn his life around from all different types of ways and grow into a multifamily syndicator now doing you know 150 deal, 150 units plus deals, 10 million dollar plus deals. Um, and so Juan, let me give you this top five. We ask these top five to every guest that comes on. Um, what would you say your number one habit that's contributed to your success? Uh, number one habit is being persistent. You know, um, I don't know if that's even, even really qualified as a habit, but yeah, being persistent, being consistent, because if, if you're not, then, um, you, you tend to, to get, you know, to, to lose track. Right. So being persistent, even when things are not going your way and, and just, you know, um, having that, that mentality, having that attitude. Um, you know, getting getting back up and, and keep going, right? Um, so that's that's what I would say. Wow, definitely being persistent is definitely one of them. Um, what's the most exciting project you're working on currently? <clears throat> the most exciting project um, I would say is is the latest. Um, oh, well, I, I would say it, it's uh, our our third deal that we put together. Uh, one in 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 Phoenix, um, and the reason I say that is because. It's, it's a deal that we brought, like, it, it, we went through so many challenges on that deal. Um, and, you know, from, from people, you know, dying at the property to, you know, there was, there was a, a murder at the property. Uh, we had plumbing issues. Uh, we had, 
you know, uh, AC issues. I mean, we had all these different issues that, that happened um, at the property from a physical standpoint and also from a resident profile standpoint. Um, and, and we went through so many challenges to get the property to where it is today. Um, you know, and, and we, we've improved the NOI. Oh, we had a fire building, you know, somebody, you know, uh, you know, just arson, you know, so they, they, they burned down the, the building. Um, so we went through all these different challenges and, and, you know, today we're, we're going back to that with that fire building, we're going back and, and renovating it now, finally at that point. And, you know, we've improved the NOI so much and improved the community so much. Um, it has just from when you're driving by, it has the, the better, much better curb appeal. And then you're, we're renovating units to, to, to a certain degree. That's it's just so pleasing to, to see, satisfying to see, um, you know, even for our investors, they're, they're seeing the, the other side of it. And, and so we're, we're so excited about it. We, we got it at a great basis. And, and you know, deals are trading for much, much higher, um, you know, double the, the basis, um, if not more. So we're, we're, we're excited about that one for our investors. So that's obviously awesome. that's the most exciting one right now. Yeah. That sounds like a killer deal right there, Juan. And that, that goes back to the first habit, being persistent. Obviously, you know, you went through all that stuff and you end up winning at the end. So being Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. You learn so much, but it's, it's um, I'm glad that, you know, I, we went through it, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm glad you guys are winning on that one. Um, what would you say the most um, influential person you have right now? Is it like you have a mentor, a coach? Who would you say your number one mentor or, or influence to you right now or to your business? Um, that you have right now? Yeah, so um, I don't necessarily have, have a coach uh, or a mentor right now. Um, I, I would say, uh, you know, two, two, two uh, for, for this, this, uh, this question. I would say, you know, God, number one for me, um, and then and my wife. My wife is, is, is my rock. She, she's there for, for, for everything for me. And, and if it wasn't for her, then, you know, uh, there'd be some times where I would just, you know what, I, I was talking about persistence. Um, you know, I, I probably would have just said, you know what, this is too much for me, throw in the towel and, and move on. But, you know, she, she's been on my, on my side and say, look, you, you can do it. Just keep keep pushing uh, for one reason or another, right? Not just on, on deal acquisition. Deal acquisition is one part of it, right? This is, you know, operations on deals where, where they're not going well, like the ones I, the one I just mentioned. Um, you know, so many different things and investors are like, hey, what's going on with this deal? And so just, just keeping your head up and, and moving forward, um, you know, without God and without my wife, you know, you know then it would have been a different story for me. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Great, great advice. Got to give a shout out to the wife. Always the wife. The wife. Um, <laughs> For sure. For definitely, sure. definitely. They're the rock. Of course, man. Of course. Um, and this is more on the business side. What would you say um, your number one tool that you use to, to, to be successful for your business? It could be a tool, could be a software. I mean, what would you say that's most number one for you? Yeah. So we have used um, Google for, for just about everything, right? So um, Google, Google Drive, Google Sheets, um, you know, just, you know, you name it, right? Um, I, I think it, it's been very powerful. Um, recently, we, we, we began to use, um, uh, you know, Teams. So this is on the Microsoft side. Um, we began to use, uh, you know, Microsoft on, on Teams. And then as well as, as Airtable. Airtable has been a pretty powerful uh, platform to be able to, you know, you know keep track of our deals and, and, you know, database and all kinds of different activity there. So I think uh, I think those two tools have been um, very very helpful in and really um, you know staying staying in connect uh, with with the team um, and being able to you know keep keep doing things and 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 knowing what's what's the latest and greatest you know with, with uh, certain activities and certain projects. 
Definitely, definitely. I'm a hundred percent Google also. One, I, I have everything in Google. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it works, man. It works like a champ. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's number. That's <laughs> great. Um, and, and that's great. And last, the last question here. I'll close the last question here. Um, if 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 you had, you know, if you could tell yourself at 18 what you know now, what would you say to yourself back then? Yeah. So. At 18, what I would tell myself is, is, is find somebody who is doing what you want to do, add value to them in one way or another, uh, work for free, work for free. It's, it's okay. Um, you, you, you know, you're not, you're, you're working for free on the monetary side, but you're not working for free on the knowledge side, you know, mm -hmm. and, and what you want is the knowledge. So if I was 18, um, you know, that's exactly what I would do. You just find somebody, add value to them, you know, work for them for two, three, four, five years, whatever. But just you're you're using them as as your mentor, if you will, and you're sucking as much information as possible while adding value to them, and you know that that will will set you way ahead, um, you know, from an experience standpoint, even if it's not your own personal experience. Definitely, definitely, the humility, the humility to work for free is one of the biggest things people can learn from. I mean, I, I did it for, for everybody. I'm pretty sure Juan, you've done it. If you work with somebody for free, you you it's 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 a different mind, it's a different mindset, totally different. Um, and finally, tell us about, tell us about your podcast. Tell us a little more about your podcast and how, you know, what, what you guys do, cause you guys are doing some great stuff over there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, commit to world podcast. Thank you. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, have, have different guests, you know, such as yourself on, on the podcast and just, you know, um, you know, learning, learning from, from other guys, but also sharing uh, knowledge and, and, you know, trying to pull, pull that knowledge from, from people sharing, sharing that, that advice that they provide, uh, to the audience members, um, and so that, yeah, that's a little bit about that, you know, commit to wealth, the name, you know, the name you had that is, is wealth is, is, it doesn't represent money. Wealth represents everything, everything that you have out there. It does health, um, time, family, you know, religion. Um, and then, you know, the financial side is just one, one small part of that. And all that, you know, together is, is, is wealth. And so, you know, um, I mean, we use the real estate as a way to help us get there, you know? Definitely, definitely. Great podcast. I listened to so many, so many episodes. I got to go back from all the beginning, but great stuff. Great stuff on the podcast. And Thank finally, uh, um, Juan, where can guys reach you if they want to reach you for deals or, you know, some help or maybe just to say hi? Where can people reach you? I'll reach out to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People can, can feel, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on uh, social media, um, you know, so you can look at look it up as the Juan Vargas on, on, on social media. LinkedIn is, is a good, uh, you know, platform and, and Twitter. Both of those are, are solid. Um, but if they wanted to reach out to me you know, directly, they can shoot me an email at one at ginwealthcapital.com, one at ginwealthcapital.com. And, um, you know, I'll be happy to, to set up a call and, and, you know, just find out how I can help you. Definitely, definitely. Juan's a great guy. Um, thank you, first of all, Juan, for taking the time, man, for teaching us, for um, helping us invest in our future. Because, you know, by, by you giving us the knowledge, you're actually helping somebody else grow themselves and you obviously helped me grow and i appreciate it appreciate it i definitely have to come down to houston and see you and see what you guys are doing down there um so thank you for, for the time and appreciate it. i know he's a busy guy actually when i called him he was on a deal closing deals on the phone when i called him before even the podcast so he's a busy man so i appreciate it i appreciate the time um and uh, you know the fact that he has a podcast also that means he's dropping knowledge also go follow his podcast he brings out so many guests um follow him on linkedin he drops so much knowledge in terms of what he's doing and his deals and his, um, his indications, and you can learn from him. Reach out to him. He's open. 
He's open book. Obviously, if you want to reach out to me, um, I'll leave all my information on the show notes, but also I'll leave uh, Juan's information in there also so you can reach out to him. And Juan, so thank you very much for bringing on uh, the information and, and dropping knowledge on investing in your future. Guys, I'll see you next Thursday. But guys, I'll see you at the top. There you go. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Juan.